This is the Connector Podcast with your host, Connor Lynch. The Connector Podcast will bring you in-depth interviews with influential and inspirational makers, movers and shakers in our hyper-connected global world. This is the podcast for ambitious people who want to learn the secrets of success from experts and entrepreneurs in business, technology, marketing, social media, entertainment, and much more. The show is sponsored by thesnappies.com, which is an Instagram, photographic, competition, and awards platform. So, welcome to Connected Podcast. This is Conor Lynch, and I'm talking to Brendan Courtney and Laura Duffy. Welcome. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Thank so you. So today we're going to talk about fashion. Now, I don't know very much about fashion, so um, maybe Brendan, you can tell me about your your career in fashion. You're the constant guy in fashion in Ireland. So what's 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 this? What do you tell me about your fashion story? My my fashion story is, is uh, for me is very clear, but for outwardly from a public perspective persona I suppose it's kind of slightly all over the place. I started my career as a researcher on daytime television and I was a fashion reporter and, and researcher and then I wrote a TV format which was optioned and commissioned and that took me into presenting and I was kind of funny and kind of camp and I was the first openly gay TV presenter in Ireland so that gave me this sort of sort of I suppose a badge, a weird badge that I wore for a little while um, and it pu- pulled me into comedy and into an agency that was more less away what I wanted to do. I, I had started writing TV formats yeah. and I, I set up a production company and in the production company we did quite well. We were we, Elizabeth Murdoch, Rupert Murdoch's um, daughter bought us, her production company bought us and that, during that part of the reason was because I had optioned the rights to the clothes show which was, clothes show actually was developed before people copyright formats which you believe. Mm. And actually Wanderlust was one of the first Irish formats ever copywritten because people just didn't do it and then they were never they never didn't have a monetary value. So next of all we're at can send a formats, blah blah. So I got sucked into format writing, which I still do mm. and it's it's something that I just naturally do and I like doing. I suppose that feeds into the content that I make as well. Anyway, did decided to stop doing documentary about Boy George and bare knuckle fist fighting and stupid documentaries about football with my business partners and we used to do a thing called the a documentary about gumball every year and blah, I hated it and to focus on what I liked. I didn't want to be a comedian and I really focused on fashion so Clothes Show came about and then off the rails they approached me on the back of the pedigree of the Clothes Show which was really it did really well ratings wise uh, Beeb and all that kind of stuff. So I came back and took over the helm of off the rails and then that really sort of put me back in Ireland um, and resisted it, commuted that way for a while. Um, I, like I actually came home to off the rails and back to London came home to the office, back to that, and then I was like, oh, hang on, so I got a place here, and so now I commute back the other way, because actually our lifestyle is much nicer here mm-hmm. than London, much more space, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, and so, I suppose, in and around off the rails time happened uh, Landon Courtney, which is my own label, and then, in a very potted, quick moment, as has always been with everything I've done, I could see, and I could feel it, it wasn't even I was trying to, like, predetermined trend or anything like that, but people were using were were frustrated with the RTE offering about around the TV show, so when they saw a dress they couldn't buy it. And ca- cast my mind way back twenty years ago I went to RTE and said this Wanderlust has the busiest chat rooms in the UK and Ireland. 
let's do, I have an idea for a website where people could book the flights that we show them and the thing. They were like, that'll never work and we're not giving you any money. Expedia happened two years later. So their pedigree with catching up with digital was not good anyway. And I'd been a bit stung by it. And I said to RTE, who I love dearly, I'm still making a documentary with them at the moment. I said, give me RTE fashion because the girl is watching us. We can't compete with Expose. She's live, she's there. You should be showing. And actually not only should we be monetizing this, but actually you're frustrating our viewer. It's, it's pissing her off that she can't mm. watch us and where's that dress? So that's where Fuck Advisor came mm. from. Literally build our own platform to directly be in the hand. Because actually, as my experience as a broadcaster, and particularly, I suppose, a, a female lifestyle broadcaster in around fashion and beauty, it's there. It's in mobile. It's not on TV anymore. And unless it's live, like Expose, which is very relevant, but don't get me wrong, it has to be there. Or else it has to have 10 versions of it with comedy comment, you know, or mm-hmm. a reason to look at it, or a blogger you or because you like commenting on it. So all of lifestyle, including motor, um, menswear, women's wear, has moved. And even cookery. It's all mm-hmm. migrating very gently into the palm of our hands. Yeah. Television is not over by any means. In fact, television has killed drama in cinemas with Netflix. It's all moved onto, onto the box sets. So television is going to be fine for news, sport, and drama and comedy. But anything lifestyle, you really had to... And that's what I make by instinct is lifestyle content. So that's mm. where Frock Advisor came from. Great. Uh, I'm such an amateur broadcaster. Not at all. <laughs> uh, it's one great. touch solutions now. That's yeah, it, that's... The cops, like downtown. Yeah, that's probably for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I met you around. You're going into. You think about Fox so advisor. I met you NRC four and, and a half. I was, years I was slightly ago. nerdier than you, a little bit further well, up the nerd you, curve. You were amazing to us. Actually, I have to be honest. It was you were so helpful and insightful, and so I was just talking about you this morning, Sonia. So supportive in that environment, which was probably a little bit of a. Yeah, since that environment where actually everybody was super supportive yeah. in the NDRC, we came through another incubator program where people were ferociously competitive and actually mm. it makes much more sense to be competitive in that environment. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. Dennis O'Brien or anybody with money walked into the room, you're in a room with lots of people looking for that bag of money. Mm. You know, my instinct was never be in a room at the same level of you. That's stupid. Unless you're teaching people or learning from them, that's a much better place to be. Because mm. um, while these, in, these environments are really supportive, which Andy Orsi was a remarkably mm-hmm. important, and mm-hmm. I think that was down to the management there. And even the way you, you didn't have to be encouraged, but you said you have to do this, it's right for you guys. You, mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if you didn't get on it, given the level mm-hmm. we were at, asked all the right questions, and pushed us in a really helpful direction. So, um, yeah, it was four and a half years ago. So we got yeah. on the following yeah. January, so we're four years at it now. Yeah, my God. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant Holy so I'm delighted so I'm delighted to see it's, it's moved on um, mm. really well so and I mean it's you know it's Frock Advisor maybe give us a quick update in Frock Advisor so Frock Advisor is um, a, a, it's a movement it's an app a platform and a global event which supports independent retail that's at the essence of what we do so um, but we uh, wanted to build something a little unique in our proposition and at the core of it is a thing called Photocon which is photographic conversation and Videocon mm. so if uh, a boutique shopper or a fashion planner is looking for something specific. She takes a photograph or a video, uploads it, and hits want, and it sends a notification to her preferred independent retailers within our settings. So it could be global, New York, London, wherever, and they can so- send back a picture of something similar. So it's kind of for very simple terms, and in tech terms, you're not pop- popular for saying this, but for uh, user terms, it's like the halo effect. It's like, I want a taxi, send it to me. I want this dress, send it to me. And that was a very organic thing that we Mm. did. While we weren't copying technology, we were like, wouldn't it be great if they could respond? But it was also down to understanding that small boutiques have small amounts, small quantity Mm. of stock. They often don't want to 
take photographs of all of it professionally. So this device allows them just to promote what they have or respond to sales mm. leads. So it's worked for them, and um, Buy It Now launches in two weeks, which is amazing. So we can yeah. full a full e-com solution. But really interestingly, and sort of back to where we started, was taking control of our own output, as in being able to take a, a review of lipstick and ma- match it with a particular brand and and put it on a platform where you can connect immediately. And that growth has been hard to manage. It's been mm. so intensely. A memo went out about a year and a half ago, about nine months in Ireland, a year and a half ago, the rest of the world. Saying you have a brand to represent, be it water, notebooks, phones, you are now a publisher, give us your content. So every brand manager, literally worth their salt, has got, I need to engage meaningfully. I think we're overthinking that world as well. I don't think, I think above the line will always be relevant. Um, I think we're lazy and mm. passive consumers. But there is a massive wealth of people like me who make um, specific format and specific content and not try to delve into other people's world or pockets that I don't understand. Um, to make really mm. good content. So when I came back to do Off The Rails, I was appalled that they were giving me a producer from Young People's. I was like, that's like giving me a football producer or putting me in to present a football program. Because there's no respect. There is mm. growing respect for fashion as an industry, as a market, as an employer. You know, mm. There was oh, just frivolous nonsense, girls and dresses. And that's because business and media were run by men i'm sorry mm-hmm. but it's true and so they just saw us as women trying to be pretty for stupid reasons but actually it's a really viable industry mm-hmm. which demands a, a certain skill set and interest like football to connect with the end user sure. so i i think i had the i was assertive enough to recognize that and be vocal about it so then put yourself in front of a lot of people and go well actually i'm the one that can do that i can deliver that content so apart from harnessing the, the engaged audience around mm-hmm. the boutiques um, the content piece has been very interesting for me. So I'm mm. not chasing everyone. Chase, we're working with specific people around innovation for us, which feels right for us as well. So ultimately what Frog Advisor was doing was about building autonomy for myself and Sonia and mm. having our own platform. Sure. Because my big thing when I stood at the, uh, the Annie Blogger conference or I speak at Annie Engagement conference, I say, guys, it's cool. The gatekeepers are still there but the walls are down. We have to wait for the gay people to die and then everybody will recognise the internet <laughs> is the new stage and we can all have a piece of it. And that's what's really, for me, really exciting. And mm. I believe talent rises. It did in television, but there was only two shows in town. Now there's, everything's a show. Every mm. phone is a stage and that's yeah. where it's very exciting. Great. Mm. Speaking of um, new entrance then, it's a word in now. So over to you. So what, maybe tell us your background. Yeah, well, I suppose, well, at the minute, I am a fashion blogger. My blog is fashionless.ie. Um, it focuses primarily on fashion, but also partly on lifestyle and travel, and I bring fashion into that as much as I can as well. Um, fashion, I probably started maybe five, five and a half years ago. Um, this was with Dublin10.ie for Dublin Fashion Festival. I started off as a, was still in college, and I started off as an intern, and then I was brought back the next year to work, and basically I was just basically thrown in the deep end um, from everywhere from like Creative Quarter Fashion Show, which obviously, um, Brendan, you'll be very familiar with all the different events, um, just all the different fashion shows and I kind of be involved, whether it's kind of just backstage, doing with the models, um, clothes, just pulling outfits and that kind of thing. And so I suppose through college, didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was like, look, you know, I'll just try a few different things. I'm prone to change your mind a lot and I'm just very, very indecisive in general. Um, and then after seeing that, I was like, okay, great, you know, I think I definitely want to work in um, business and fashion, try and incorporate both together if possible. And then, so that was throughout college. And then last 
Two Septembers ago, I um, hadn't set up Fashion Moss at all, so I basically went over to London Fashion Week and I worked with a number of different designers and pure companies, so um, for example like Marquesa and just random ones working backstage, whether it was kind of interning at a few or just helping with mm. the production side of things, again delving into as many different areas as I could just to get as much experience as I could. And um, I think it was probably the last show, um, it was for Marquesa and there was a number of different, for example like George May Jagger was there and and there was a massive massive turnout with paparazzi rolling down the street it was just ridiculous a really really big deal and I think it's probably about literally two and a half minutes if that before the show backstage dragging the last couple of models um, up this massive staircase and then I saw this kind of this person with like short bob haircut the top of the stairs back was turned to me and I was kind of like that looks really really that looks so much like um, Anna Wintour I was like there's no way it's Anna Wintour slowly walking up anyway carrying um, models shoes up and I turned around and sure enough it was Anna Wintour I literally just just say that I probably nearly passed out on the floor there and then is an understatement but anyway I said look if I don't go up and say hi to her now I never will nearly back down I went up anyway introduced myself loveliest person you could ever meet and I think it was just so the whole kind of just experience was so surreal I was on my lovely Ryanair flight back home to Dublin and I was like you know what because I had been thinking about kind of setting up a fashion blog and I had some smaller ones over the years and I had been thinking about it and I said you know what I'm going to set up a fashion blog and I was on my little Ryanair flight for my 40 45 minutes and I basically just read out a few little ideas and I was like you know I always love kind of like boss hashtag boss and I was like fashion boss and so there you go so um basically it just kind of all basically just kicked off from there so that was the end of September yeah about a year yeah two Septembers ago and then since then I've just been basically working with loads of different brands primarily in Dublin but also over in London and I've come back and forth London Fashion Week and I was over at Milan there as well last September that was amazing just working with different brands um, and just kind of branching out I suppose building fashion boss slowly but surely Um, but it's become my obsession I absolutely love it I really enjoy it and just shooting street style looks and I'm trying to get in um, a bit more into kind of styling now and kind of branching out into a few different areas because it's just what mm. I love and it's what I'm obsessed with and I think, you know, that's something you should focus on in general. Um, and, you know, that's pretty much it. Um, so other than that, I'm kind of, I'm doing my master's at the minute, but I'm focusing on, again, fashion, obviously. You can kind of tell by that. Um, and that's it. So, yeah, I'm just kind of building, building my blog and um, enjoying it. And that's great. Much it. So, oh, yeah, fair play. Yeah, well, so about a year and a half later and, yeah, yeah still going. Still well, going we were so. very impressed with, <laughs> with it. It's fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah, everyone... It's been said that every company, every business the future would be a technology business. So it's happening already. Like you, like everyone just from fashion, bringing technology into fashion. Because if you don't, you're just you're dust. So what's um, what's coming next? Uh, well, I have an agent now, so that's I suppose um, a kind of a big thing that's happened to me. I suppose in the last kind of four weeks, I didn't have exams there, so I've been a little bit of a break for about a month. Um, but I'm pretty much just going to be working with bigger brands and. Um, just yeah it's kind of baby steps but I have a few things I don't want to give too much away I have a few big things kind of planned but again yeah. as I say kind of just trying to branch more into styling um, yeah. as well and then just kind of building fashion loss I suppose and um, yeah so I've got a few things planned for the summer so stay tuned anyway yeah, great <laughs> and um, so I think it's kind of tips for people who want to get into fashion and fashion content and fashion blogging because I think there's a, a lot of people trying and trying to yeah. um, any kind of t- tips for those I think it's, I think um, it's just because the world you're connected to, it seems that there's a lot of people trying to, there's a lot of people writing about a lot of stuff. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of people in motor, there's a lot of people in sport, much more in sport, much more in food. 
Um, and the point is, is that, as I said, you know, there's a stage for everyone to express themselves, and that's what's remarkable. I made my very first show reel in the what was was it, it was it just opened Temple Bar Music Centre. I worked in there. Mm. I was the uh, PO person for Temple Bar Music Centre. Mm. I opened. I helped to move from Ormond Key, which is now the Marion, which was Temple Line Studios. Was Paddy, Paddy Ring was my boss. Yeah, this is Paddy's. Yeah, yeah. Um, Paddy was my boss. Yeah. and he's, he's a great pal now. But I had to hire a cameraman and a sound person, and then pay three hundred quid for an editor just to make a piece. Should have just done it on your phone. <laughs> so that that was twenty years ago. Um, and that's what you had to do to save every penny to make your show real. And it was only crazy people like me who had a mad ambition, because I was in Dublin Youth Theatre as well when I was a teenager, just randomly my English teacher in Tallinn was like, you're a mouth, go to Dublin Youth Theatre, and I did. So I had confidence, obviously my parents were great, but it took real drive then to want to be a TV presenter or in any way work in media or television. And I realised I, I wasn't allowed to do art, as I said, so I couldn't draw at the time. I can draw now, funny enough. Um, that seemed mm. kind of um, creative, but also it was a job, so I wanted to go after that. That was when I, so I was, no, no, I did my first show 25 years ago when I was 19, from 44 now, and I was 26 before I got a job in television. And I went, got a job, and it happened very quickly. One of us was commissioned very quickly, and I, my career took off really quickly. It was really weird. Seven years, <laughs> come on, give me that. And then it just went up like that. And I went for Head to Toe, which was originally off the rails. A year, two year, a year and a half later after I was a TV presenter in Norty 2 and I, they were recasting and I went for it and 17 years later I got that gig so I was like that's tenacity <laughs> but um, I suppose um, the options didn't exist there for me in that to be able to express yourself for me to be able to google fashion boss and see exactly what she does and who she's about she's about is an amazing it means that it's very democratic about how you will rise. It means you have to work hard and your content has to be good and you have to learn to write. Mm-hmm. And actually how you learn to write is like how you learn to draw. It's by writing and writing and writing and writing and writing. And you see the errors of your ways and you get comments and feedback. So there's a great opportunity. And I love the confidence of younger people to just go for it. it when I, like People like me didn't become TV presenters because they didn't have the confidence to do it. And I remember thinking, somebody said to me, you should go for that job. And I was like, oh, I do I'm Tala, we don't do that. But everybody has that confidence now, which is remarkable. I do think confidence without, ambition and confidence without intellect is a dangerous thing. We're all going to turn into America then, and that's kind of a worry. But um, doesn't matter. That's a great place to start, because life will knock the sides off you anyway, no matter who mm-hmm. you are. But to have that opportunity now means that you can pretty much have a go. Maybe not succeed, maybe succeed, but certainly have a go whereas my generation couldn't even have a go. And I think you had to really save and took years. Mm. Now it's there, and I think technology has opened up the floodgates for opportunity, mm. which I just think is amazing. And it's amazing for us, because yeah, we can yeah. fish talent now mm. really easily. I mean, we just take things for granted. When I started researching television, the internet launched the year before. And I, was, I remember thinking, how did researchers do this job with their television? It was archive. Mm-hmm. It was archive and phone bashing, you know? And even at that, the internet was really, <laughs> in a really dialogue yeah, connection dialogue yeah. and there's one vaguely remember that now yeah there was one internet video. connection in the office and there was 12 researchers you probably saw a video of it online did you? Yeah. but this is the other thing <laughs> there was 12 researchers on that daytime TV show yeah. there was two researchers on it suppose like. there was 12 of us same time it was a two hour show so it was a little bit longer there was 12 of us because it wasn't you, had, you needed heads and not you didn't have tech so you had yeah. heads oh god yeah 
What's, what's coming, what do you think is coming um, next? I was just going to say, um, again, in terms of, for example, people that might be aspiring bloggers mm. or that kind of thing, obviously just the blogging scene, particularly in Ireland, it's exploded in the last 12 months, if not more. Um, so I know a lot of people kind of like, you know, how do you get into it? Um, or like, how, where do you even start? Mm-hmm. I'd say like a big part of it, I'm sure obviously um, Brendan will agree, it's very much kind of, you know, putting yourself out there, going to as many different events as possible and just going up and try, at least I kind of used to say to myself, go to an event, even if you go by yourself, you don't know one person, at least leave, having said, okay, I've introduced myself to one person, you leave at least one contact every single time or you meet one new person. So I'd say like, it's really just putting yourself out there, being confident and just go to network as much as you can and just try and meet as many new people and then just, just get talking. Mm. And you know, I mean, for example, the amount of people I've, I can now call best friends since I've created Fashion Boss what a year and a half ago I now call them my best friends and there's basically it's just like a massive not massive but it's just like a blogging community I suppose mm-hmm. and we're all just like best friends and like it's just a, yeah I'd say basically that's it's kind crazy. of one way I suppose if you want to be yeah, if you, you want to be a blogger at all but yeah <clears throat> just so get off getting out there get out and there, you know? go out and meet people and yeah be very obviously very active just online mm. and just in general and yeah that's all I'd say anyway brilliant and any other maybe kind of any thoughts on the future the fashion where it's going to go just all I, I think I've really resisted this but I I, I think um, uh, 3D printing is going to be massive uh, mm-hmm. and it's going to change how we live in, and we will see that in the next 10 years I'd say mm-hmm. it's, another, it's really 5-10 years but 3D printing is really going to affect because I always said always, it's really funny I used to always say you know the reason Simon Fuller signed Roland Murray when he dropped the Spice mm-hmm. Girls was because he realised you could download music, but you can't download a dress, right? You can buy it, but you still have to buy a garment. So it's the last bastion of the unit sale. So all of a sudden, people like Simon Fuller, a music manager, is mm. managing fashion, and next of all, he's managing, oh, oh, look, Victoria Beckham. And you're like, okay, so he's built that brand behind that machine. And that's because he was clever and he saw it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a piece of garment you have to buy. So therefore, that's going to be a unit sale and nobody can rip you off like they can with film, music and mm. TV. Uh-oh, here comes 3D printing. And that will change everything. Mm. That will change everything. So what will happen is copyright laws will be irrelevant. France can relax, stop suing everybody because there's no such thing as original idea, Eves. Get over yourself. Mm. So copyright laws will be irrelevant. The internet is broken copyright, um, which is... It's democratizing wealth, ultimately. What it's doing is it's allowing a lot more people to have more and that the top 5% to have less. And that's what the internet's changing fundamentally in terms of luxury. So I fundamentally believe luxury is screwed. Um, I think the idea of having more than poorer mm-hmm. people is kind of not nice anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a little bit embarrassing. And I think particularly younger <clears throat> people and the, the top leaders and trend leaders, would you believe, are, are teenage girls from posh schools. That's who would be over the last 20 years, people would analyze what they think and contribution is their biggest trend. So my life has to make something better for other people somehow. I want my life to Mm -hmm. be a part of somebody else's improvement because we have so much and they have so little because the internet has shown us how much we have and how little they have. So I think ultimately what technology is doing is democratizing wealth. And that can only be a good thing. Yeah, and transparency. Yeah, transparency. Yeah. I mean, yeah. some of it's lies, but that's okay. Yeah. The fundamental thing about the web internet as well is that our parents believe everything they read in black and white and print. They just believed it. Even now, my mum would go, <gasps> You! You're going out with a donkey? It says in the Herald, <laughs> Mum. It's not true. None of it's true. But actually, we're all cynical about what we read on the internet, which is great. We don't mm. trust any of it, which is the way it should be, because it's all conjecture. 
Anybody, even if it's fact, will write from their own perspective. Even if it's absolute fact and I sat in a court of law and I went, it's still my perspective on what happened. Mm. So now the internet has made us all realise it's just someone else's perspective on the situation. So Mm. the the truth of the matter isn't necessarily what I'm reading. Which is Mm. fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Mm, Then Lauren, maybe just finish up. Um, Anyone you would really admire is going to be a leading light in fashion in in the next few years? My gosh, there's too many to choose. There's too many to choose. I wouldn't even know where to start. Um, Well, I mean, I'd probably just pick, for example, just out of thin air, a fashion blogger. Um, I'm addicted to her Snapchat. You may or may not know her, I'm sure anyone listening probably will. Um, Lydia Millen. I don't know if, do you know Lydia Millen? No, she is. And she is, she's a UK blogger, but just her style, I mean, I suppose she kind of stand out. And there's another one, um, you might know her, Shara Frangi. She's an Italian kind of fashion blogger. I always pronounce her name wrong, so yeah. it is wrong, don't remember that. Yeah. But um, again, just, you know, from, for example, Italian kind of style and then obviously kind of UK style. But yeah, there, there's so many. Yeah, and then like, right, name them all, just, tag them all. God, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, like, I'd be here all day. I really would call her. But um, yeah, there's just there's too many. But I suppose, again, just in terms of like, the future of fashion, um, particularly like in Ireland, like for example, and Brandon, you know yourself, going to fashion weeks, for example, London Fashion Week, I would find, for example, sometimes people would dress a lot more confidently or just a bit more out there and a bit more crazy. Mm. And what I find kind of in recent years and what I really love is in Ireland, people are kind of just more embracing their own kind of personal style and they're starting to really be a bit more adventurous and dress more out there. And I suppose kind of the last almost year or so, I've seen that a lot more. I've seen that's definitely going to continue to, uh, to mm-hmm. progress, I suppose, um, in terms of fashion, particularly in Ireland. But, um, Great. Yeah, Excellent. Yeah, well, um, I've learned quite a lot here and um, I really appreciate you taking time to chat to me today and best luck with everyone and Brendan. Yeah, thank and you very I, uh, much. Can't wait to see what you do next. Thank, thank you. you. Okay, thanks guys. You have been listening to the Connector podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show and for more in-depth interviews with influential and inspirational makers, movers and shakers, go to podcast.connector.ie. If you like this connector podcast please share the love and tell all your friends about it leave a review or rating and please don't forget to subscribe thank you from the team at connector podcast